Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. And with today's episode, we're teaming with PRC. This podcast is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. Hello, Healthcare Experience Matters listeners. I'm really excited to introduce you to today's episode with Jeff Robbins, Director of Coaching here at the Healthcare Experience Foundation. And Jeff is going to present his talk today, Raising the Bar, Restoring a Culture of Civility. And I also want you to be on a lookout for a follow-up episode to today's talk where I ask Jeff some follow-up questions about this really important topic of restoring a culture of civility. So Raising the Bar, Restoring a Culture of Civility. This is a live learning event from Healthcare Experience Foundation. And I'm Jeff Robbins. I'm a director of coaching for Healthcare Experience Foundation. This is my background. It's about 18 years in healthcare, a lot of different settings. Uh, long-term care, subacute rehab, outpatient rehab, had some good stents in uh, internal medicine, cardiovascular service line, and also psychiatry, which I really enjoyed. Done some speaking on uh, coaching physicians, been in rural healthcare and, and academic settings. So that is my background. We're going to talk about what is civility, impact of work, workplace aggression, and, and a pathway for fostering organizational civility. So maybe some tips and tools to kind of get you going as a healthcare leader to work on this issue in, in healthcare. So this is where we're going to do a little chat. Uh, use the chat feature. And I like to do this with your patient experience or anything I, I talk about. Like, give me just one word of what you feel uh, civility is personally, or it could be in the, in the work, in your work setting, uh, your system, your service line. Just one word to describe civility. One thing that I do with my background in this and what I've been studying and researching, it's complex. It can mean a lot of different things, a lot of different people. But what I feel, and I I really understand this, it's respect and action. Uh, When you're doing considered conduct and you're being civil, it's respect and action. It's an action thing. And it does the work of empathy. Uh, If you're being considerate and you're being kind, you're paying attention, you're listening, you're using kind words, it the empathy just pours out of you. So it's uh, respect and action, and, and it does the work of empathy. Let me do a brief back, backstory here. When I, when I took a job in psychiatry at an academic institution as a department administrator, and my previous, uh, my predecessor left me a couple books. And when I got there, it was right before the pandemic. And when I got there, there's a book on choosing civility. And it was uh, The 25 Rules of Considered Conduct by P.M. Forney. And if you've ever read that book, it's a really easy read. It's like 25 rules and how to how to just do life in a really kind way. And uh, the pandemic hit and I was still going to the hospital and uh, my chair of the department, we were the only two people there. And um, I read this book a couple of times and I was still running some clinics, but it really it gave me some dedicated time to look at this book, understand what Dr. Uh, P.M. Forney was talking about. And it's fascinating. And I'll have a slide that shows the books that I reference in this in this deck. But in page four of this book, a crucial measure of our success is life in life is the way we treat one another every day of our lives. So true. Especially during the pandemic. The pandemic is putting magnifying glass on being civil or incivility. One small tool that I that I've learned in outpatient setting or in an inpatient setting as well, or just anywhere. Our brains are hardwired for threat. 
as we know, our brains are always trying to protect us. So when this, when there's a stimulus, like a negative stimulus, or, or someone's trying to get a reaction out of us, I come back with a response. And so restraint is a value that I've learned to really uh, uh, connect to. And it's our inner designated driver. We have it. We can learn how to bring it up and in, in present to us at any time, whenever we need it. So I ask myself these four questions, or at least two or three questions when I have a stimulus that's kind of a threat. Do I really want to do this? Do I want to react? Or do I want to have a, not a really great behavior? Uh, is anyone going to be hurt by what I'm going to do? Uh, well, I like having done this. And my favorite one is, what is the positive attention, positive intention of my response or my action or my behavior? I answer those four questions in my head. It slows down my reaction or, or excuse me, my response. And I come back with something really uh, meaningful and uh, intentional. So that's a little tool that I've used, restraint, um, and practice it every day. So let's look at the impact of incivility in healthcare. So this is a, a barrel, uh, I think of a study in March of 2022, like a, a patient experience study. Consumers feel the impact. And the question was, do you feel that incivility is an issue in healthcare today? Two thirds of the consumers in the survey said yes. Uh, 53% agree and 14% strongly agree. The consumers see it. They know it's an issue. They probably know they're part of the, the issue. You know, we're all exhausted by the pandemic and they're seeing the, uh, the fallout of what's going on here. They acknowledge and identify what they think the reasons why they see this impact in healthcare. Burnout fatigue, almost 40%. Strain on the healthcare system, 34%. We're exhausted. They're exhausted. We got to wear masks. No, we don't have to wear masks. Uh, we have to get screened. You know, I go into all these hospitals across the country. Sometimes I'm getting screened. Sometimes I'm not. And sometimes I'm wearing a mask. Sometimes I'm not. So the confusion, the frustration, it's all just kind of piling on and people feel it and they acknowledge and identify it. So the costs of incivility in healthcare, decreased productivity. You guys have all seen this in your, in your service lines, your clinics, your Units, you've seen this, loss of your top performers, people leaving, changing departments, uh, leaving the healthcare industry, stilted innovation. It just stops dead in its tracks. If you had any projects going on, you had any big initiatives, when there's this, this uh, vibe of, of incivility, it just kind of just go, it just stops. Uh, sick time, people miss work, whether they're physically getting ill from this conduct or they're just skipping out on work. Or there's, there's all this, this cascading negativity. Poor patient experience, poor customer service, poor outcomes, period. And serious compliance violations. Mistakes will be made. People will not disclose information. They may be afraid to disclose information of getting bullied or being uh, having uh, something happen to them. So a lot of costs with instability. Biggest impact, I think, 12% leave and 25% take it out on others. I'm one of the 12% that left my job uh, about, a, uh, year, about a year ago from workplace aggression on to me uh, from a physician. As we know, if, we, if you've ever been bullied or if you've ever had any sort of aggression, usually the person that's bullying you was getting bullied before that. So it's like this cascading bullying and mobbing and aggression because uh, it's like a vicious figure eight. And so how do you, you know, you got to figure out how to break that cycle. So this is one of my favorite slides. This is from uh, Cynthia Clark, great book. It's called Core Competencies of Civility in Nursing and Healthcare. Um, references at the end of the talk. 
I love continuums. I love two by twos. I love anything that shows me a visual picture of something. This shows you the distracting, annoying, irritating behaviors on one side, which is like the low level incivility, which that's what we're going to look at. Then it slides all the way down, you know, microaggressions, bullying, intimidation, mobbing, physical violence, and tragedy on the other side, aggressive, hostile, violent behaviors. There's a lot there. We've probably all seen ourselves on that continuum at some point in our lives, whether personal or work, but we're just going to focus on the incivility piece right now. So it's from her book. Eye rolling, finger pointing, door slamming, refusing to listen, ignoring, walking away before we finish the conversation, spreading rumors, name calling. Of course, social media makes it really easy to be a bully. Uh, and then negative remarks uh, regarding you know, race, ethnicity, weight, age, gender, religion. Great study. I think it was Becker's talking six out of 10 physicians have had uh, an incivility moment with patients making remarks about their age or their race, uh, religion, gender, weight, you know, physicians feel this as well. You know, when we're talking about incivility, we're talking about patients to, to staff, staff to staff, providers to providers, providers to staff, leadership to leadership. You know, it's all over the place. Okay. Eye rolling. I think that's so interesting. How many times do we see eye rolling in a meeting? <laughs> it shows contempt. It's like, unstable it's like you feel like you're stupid when you see someone eye roll you and it's the very beginning of like this continuum and if it's not checked it'll just keep going down and then you'll you'll see it you'll just i saw it happen to me in six months i went from eye rolling to feeling physically threatened and putting in a, a safety ticket on a physician let's, let's flip it let's look at the benefits of stability let's look at the benefits of considerate conduct okay this is pretty obvious, but let's go through them. Reduce medical errors, improve team or communication, retention. People want to stay in your unit. They must stay in this on this floor. Lessens absenteeism, inspires employees to do better, do good things, uh, reduces work, uh, workplace conflict and drama. There's enough drama to begin with. We don't need more. Uh, and patient experience improves, compliance improves, outcomes improve, reputation. People go out and promote you. They become raving fans. Your loyalty, your brand goes up when there's considered conduct and civility in your system, your hospital, unit, clinic, or whatever. So let's focus on some quick, uh, quick solutions. Let's say this, you know, a pathway for fostering organizational civility. Number one, you have to enlist leadership support and raising awareness. You're on this call today because you have an interest in it. You're a leader. And so you're going to take some ideas, hopefully, and, and go to your leadership and say, hey, I may need some people, some volunteers from the, from the system or the clinic or hospital. I may need some, some uh, capital, some, some dollars, and I may need some uh, support. I'm going to need support from leadership to make this work. Then you're going to assess the, the culture, what your civility culture is inside your, inside your facility. I'm going to give you a bunch of uh, assessment tools, some links where you can go find those. And then create a team. You know, I created some patient experience uh, councils in some of my institutions. You find the people that have a passion for it, that want to make things better, think differently, bring them together, get them on a team, create action plans, and then deliver it. So just want to focus on civility teams right now. Team of seven to nine trusted members, volunteers, they're going to be taking time out, could be after hours, could be early in the morning or lunchtime. 
got to represent rich and diverse ideas, commitment to the mission of your system, your institution, dedication to psychological safety. They got to feel safe that, that their ideas are going to be uh, listened to and, and, and have that safety. And teamwork and collaboration, huge. The task for the team, you're going to assess the information and develop some data-driven action plans. So you're going to do all these assessments. And they may do some one-on-one rounding. They're going to come up with some ideas. You know, what are we going to what are we going to improve on? And they're going to monitor the effectiveness of the action plan. Going to keep, you know whether it's monthly, biweekly. What's going on with our action plan? Are we making progress? And then updating everybody else in the institution. How's it going? Is this worth our time? Do we see value in this? Uh, do we see movement in the in, the, in our in our metrics that are going to change? I think the civility team idea is really interesting. It's in Dr. Clark's book. There's other steps in how these teams can progress, but this is just the beginning of like, how do you get like a core group of people that are really passionate about this and then go for it. So here are these books that I talked about. There's PM Forney's book, Choosing Civility, the 25 Rules of Considerate Conduct. Highly recommend this book, Mastering Civility, a Manifesto for the Workplace by uh, Christine Porath. And then Cynthia Clark's book that I referenced earlier. Um, a lot of great tools. In this book, uh, it's recent. I believe it's February of 2022, so it's brand new. It's a great book. So, you're on this call for a reason. It triggered you. You're seeing something in your clinic, unit, service line, system, hospital. Consider taking a leadership role to raise awareness about this negative impact of incivility in your workplace, aggressions, and the positive impact of civility in creating a healthy productive work environment. Think carefully about who your intended audience is going to be, your leadership, how you're going to present this, who you're going to make the presentation to, what objectives, what are your goals, um, what are the resources, what assessment tools are you going to use, uh, how are you going to create this team or how are you going to create this this awareness, and what are your strategies that you can recommend for moving civility uh, forward. Uh, For me, the the reason I, I... I'm living and breathing this right now is because I went through it. And I guarantee you, I know a lot of you have been through similar things that I've been through. It's out there. It's magnified now with the pandemic and the exhaustion of um, what we're dealing with right now. Moving forward, go be a civility champion. Take a deep breath, plan well and seek support. You got this. So microaggressions, you can see microaggressions behind a mask. You can see it in people's eyes, their foreheads, um, bullying, intimidation. I Just to give you a perspective, I had physicians in my hospital who I had never worked with having opinions about me because of other phys- my physician that I had an issue with talking to them and like spreading rumors about me. So that's mobbing. So when other people don't, they don't even know you have a negative uh, feeling about you, it's 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 so scary and you don't know how to even function. So that's how that can happen in less than three months. So I really appreciate you being on. I love talking about this. I'm looking for solutions, thinking differently about civility. I use this book by PM40 in my own personal life. Uh, I know all the rules. And num- the number one rule is paying attention. And my favorite quote from this book is from a psychiatrist that specializes in ADHD. The only time a human experience only occurs 
when two or more people are paying attention to each other, whether that's me and my, my girlfriend or me and my kids or me or you and your staff member, your subordinate or your supervisor, physician to patient, PSR or nurse to patient, you got to be paying attention to each other for a moment to happen, for a good experience to happen, or for the best possible outcome to happen. You got to pay attention. A lot of times we're distracted, we're doing something else, we're not paying attention, and that's where things start breaking down. That's when the eye rolling starts and all the contempt. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation with today's episode teaming with PRC. To learn more, visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.